Hey, this is Naya Vanterpool, and I proudly serve as a board member with the St. Luke's Youth Center. We go by Slick. We're a nonprofit dedicated to providing critical resources, life enriching experiences, and a safety net of support to families in West Baltimore. The Words From Within podcast is part of the Poetry of Survival fundraising project. We are raising funds to transform the historic St. Luke's Episcopal Church into the Slick Center for Youth Empowerment. For more information on how you can support building community arts and entrepreneurship in West Baltimore, visit our website at wordsfromwithin.net. Stay inspired. Hello, beautiful. And how you doing? You're listening to Words From Within, a poetry podcast about love and pain in West Baltimore. I'm your host, Gail Danley. And if you're just joining us for the first time, shame on you. So the premise is for families who are part of a community in Baltimore called SLYC, S-L-Y-C, which stands for St. Luke's Youth Center. Each of these families takes a poetry workshop. Some of them have written, some of them have not, but they use poetry to bond. They use poetry to tell the stories of their lives. So welcome to episode four. It's titled, A Quiet Space for Love in Baltimore. This episode features my girl, the one and only Deheja Ma'at, and Danielle and her family with two kids, Gabby and CJ. One thing I noticed is how they really gave themselves to Deheja, especially CJ. I mean, it was like they found the teacher in her. They found the friend. They found the auntie Deheja. <laughs> they found the sister. So as a teaching artist for a long time, going back and forth across Maryland, is there something I've always wanted to do? And it's going to happen. I'm not giving up hope. I, I really want to pull my babies together from Howard County or from Towson, Maryland, or from Potomac, Maryland. And I want to put them in the same room, in the same classroom with my babies from Baltimore. And I mean, deep in the heart of Baltimore, in the city, North Avenue babies. I want to put them in the room with, with, with the other kids. Because I want to confirm what I already know. That no matter where my babies live, no matter who their mamas are, no matter what they eat for dinner every night, they are all worthy I just I, I just think it would be so fascinating to 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 behold the dynamic as this group writes the poetry of their lives and that group writes the poetry of their lives and they read that poetry to each other out loud you know and then they get a chance to see at the end of the of the workshop oh my goodness all those things I've heard about you they're not they're not true you are just like me we are also brilliant. We are all such great writers, all such great kids. I'm, 
I'm not going to stop till that happens one day. And I know it will. I know it will because we're living in a brand new day and we're taking all sorts of risks. So I'm not giving up hope. As I listened to this particular episode, I felt a little jealous of the bond that they shared. I mean, I, I, I wondered, would my sons participate? Right. If I brought my sons to the microphone and I said, "Okay, we're going to have a poetry workshop, not with mama, but with somebody you've never met. Would they have been as willing as CJ and Gabby or would they, you know, walked away like, no, mom, I ain't doing that. (laughs) You crazy. What's for dinner? (laughs) So I, I just, you know, I felt I felt jealous of what they were able to do with each other. But it was a sweet jealousy. It was the best kind. It was sweet like this episode. I want you to climb in and I want you to enjoy. My name is Deheja Ma'at. I was born in Washington, D.C. I live in Maryland now, and I am a teacher. I'm also a certified yoga teacher, and I am a writer and a poet who loves to, you know, make everything about peace and love, I think. (laughs) One of the things I liked, Deheja, was how you began your session with CJ and Gabby and Danielle, you asked what their expectations were and what they wanted to get out of it. I would have to say, because I got a lot of time on my hands today, just okay. we got no school. I'll say a great experience. All right, CJ. So you want to have an experience. Okay. I'm down with that. How about Gabby? What are you looking to get out of the day? Have fun. Have fun. Oh, okay. This is very positive so far. All right, let's see what mama says. It's doing something with my kids other than schoolwork. Yeah, I feel you on that. It's an honor to be able to guide somebody through their first experience of poetry. (laughs) So when they said that to me, it made me feel even more confident that what I was bringing was going to be a new experience. So it got me excited. Let's start how I start. Let's bring our shoulders all the way up to our ears. All I the always way start with taking a deep breath. Um, when you do that, you release stress and anxiety that you might be holding in. When we are stressed, we tend to hold our breath. And when we hold our breath, we constrict oxygen to our brain and then cause us to not really think straight or freely. So just breathing techniques alone help to just free your mind and help you be more open. Our two big topics for this podcast are love and pain. And you asked everyone what they love. Oh, and my favorite thing, Legos. Your favorite thing is? Legos. Legos is amazing. We have a part of our after-school program. We have a, a Lego program, and some of the kids build, like, movable objects, like windmills and things like that. And it's the beginning stages of engineering. And engineering is a great field to go into. So don't let anybody down you about your Lego building. The haters are going to hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I told him he would be very creative when he grew up because he loved Legos. And he put them I'm together not. in no time. Gabby. He loves slime. <laughs> I know how to make all types of slime, Gabby. What's your favorite kind? Edible. Ew. Ew. Edible. Edible. Edible slime is real, but I don't like it. Ew. It's nasty. Okay, so hold on. Let me let me understand this. Let me understand this. There's a product that is called slime that people are eating. I mean, is that is that what I'm hearing? It's not my favorite. It's, I don't even I don't even play with edible slime. I love the candid little moments of interaction where you get a real glimpse into the family's life and how they communicate and how they love. This is what I want to do. I want to hear what you wrote first. You want to go first, DJ? Okay, hold on. Let me get let me get comfortable because I want to listen to this situation. I said. I'm going to go through some pain, but I keep trying. I always work through it, and I keep trying. Keep doing what I say I want to. Be free. Always be yourself. Wow. I want to say this. I really am so thankful, honestly, that you all would share your words with me. I mean, What it made me think was... This is someone who has already experienced pain and already, you know, at such a young age has the wisdom to know that life can be painful and that it may come again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, our kids have to grow up pretty fast, Gail. <laughs> and it's wonderful that he can acknowledge what's going on within him with words some people don't have the words and lash out or or do things that are damaging to themselves or their family so for him to be able to put a name to his feelings and to put them down on paper and to share them is a very big deal um i have a son myself and it is very hard being a young black man right now um, in general, but even more so right now with the state of the world that we're in, living in a pandemic where you are confined to your home. I was really happy that his words will be um, shared with the world through this podcast because I feel like they're needed. Maybe someone else will hear his words and feel what I felt, feel a connection and be compelled to write how they feel also. All right, Gabby, I'm ready to listen. I might be the last, but I won't drop like the first. If they fall, doesn't mean I have to fall. Even if I do, I'll rise back to the top. You know, Gabby was, I believe, the person that really didn't want to do the writing. <laughs> I felt like I had to maybe just put a little bit more effort into pulling um, the words out, but I knew that they were inside. What she wrote, I can understand where she's coming from, especially after hearing about where they live, what's going on, but making a, a proclamation that she's going to win. 
no matter what. And to say those words are powerful. You know, they say spelling is a spell. (laughs) So those words that she wrote were magic. And I believe them. And then CJ pulls out this epic poem. Do you have any idea how old CJ is? I don't recall, Gail. And I I know that they told me their ages, but I I wasn't really focused on their age. <laughs> I definitely was focused on the work. I know that they're young adults, beautiful young adults that um, definitely have a, a full grasp of poetry now and they write better than some adults that I know (laughs) but I you know I would have to say maybe sixth sixth seventh or maybe eighth grade at the at the highest okay well CJ wrote something is happening it's going to be big and exciting epic and fun get pumped it's been a while since we've seen each other let me tell you what happened you're gone now and I had so much to tell, but now you'll never know. No one accepted me until I met my best friend who will never leave me. Go away is what they said to me. I found my place in this lonely place we call Earth. I may be living in an imagination of mine, but that's what keeps me moving. I had faith, so I was going to make it. I had support from my family. I had no money, but I always had a vision. I was noticed by everyone. When I was younger, I had to make some friends. At 11, I had to find someone to love. I started following my dreams. Oh, what? You wrote all of that? Yes. In like 15 minutes. He wrote all this in like probably less than 15 minutes. 10 minutes. You know, hearing them for the second time, Gail... (laughs) I was just sitting here nodding my head like, yes, 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 to all of that. I remember him sharing about his friend and missing his friend. And that it, just hearing that again, just it did something to my heart. I'm going to be honest, Gail, that, <laughs> that poem is beautiful. Well, you know, you got a lot to say and you got a lot inside. He like his father. His father got me with poetry. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. Man, wow. That is amazing. Let me just give you a background. I gave them homework, (laughs) you know. I, I don't know. Leave it to the teacher, me. Maybe that's it. But I asked them to write at their leisure um, in between the time that we would see each other again. And I didn't know if they were going to do it. You know, I just put it out there. The mom had a couple of cousins over there. I think some neighborhood kids. It, it was a whole house of children. So there was CJ and Gabby and Danielle on the screen with me um, doing the interview. But there were a number of children over there. There were some friends playing PlayStation. There was an older brother walking back and forth. Someone was bouncing a basketball. There was so much going on. (laughs) So I really wanted them to take the time on their own at their leisure to just sit down and write something from their heart. And that's what he wrote. And the time that he could find a quiet space. It was nice to listen to. It was beautiful. 
your sessions with this family reminded me that love and pain are intertwined. They all started writing about what they love and maybe without even knowing it, started writing about pain as well. Yeah, there are two sides to the same coin. You can't have one without the other. Um, Oftentimes, you don't really know love unless you've experienced pain. You don't know the depths of it. When DJ started talking about how much he loved where he was from and his city, um, I felt that. Baltimore to Me by Christopher Williams. Painful but beautiful. Homeless and poverty ain't so great. COVID-19 ain't going nowhere. Poison ivy anywhere. Cops keep trying to find me. Black lives matter to me. So someone spill the tea and tell me, are we going to live? That was real. That was that was real. He explained the things that were wrong with where he was living and everything that was going on, but he still had that love for his city. And, you know, I feel the same way. You know, there's a lot going on in D.C. right now, and it has been, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. People on the outside looking in might not see the beauty in where you're from, but he definitely does. And I could see the pride in his mother's face and also hear it. She had nothing but positive things to say about his writing, you know, through him expressing himself and his love for where he was from and his family and his environment. He helped spread that love to the rest of his family. And that was a beautiful thing. Gabby. Baltimore is to me. Baltimore is my home, the place I live. You may think it's a terrible place, but you've never been here. Baltimore is filled with some great people, some are bad, but that's all you see. You might have seen the news. All you hear is the bad. So before you judge Baltimore, come see the truth. But what Baltimore is to me, it's my home. Say, where's the snaps? Come on, man. We gave you the snaps. We got to give love. This is about love. We give love to each other. Thank you, Gabby. I think that's important to put out there. I mean, there are people across the world that have never been to Baltimore that only hear about a Baltimore that is on the news or something they read in a book. They don't know about your personal experience and your account of your home and your community. And I think you two are the perfect two to write about that experience, to get it out there for people that don't know. Danielle, I would like to hear what you Baltimore to me. I've carried my five kids in my womb, but living in Baltimore, I feel they'll be taken too soon. Baltimore is where my family is, where all the good and bad memories live. It's where all the people know our name, but I fear them just the same. When my kids grow up to be big and smart, they will help Baltimore be better and strong. You know how, like, like in the Black community, you can have one family where there's Oprah, and then there's her third cousin that just <laughs> finished, you know, cashing her welfare check. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All in one family. And as I listened to the interview, I had a sense that these folks were not unfamiliar to you. Like mm-hmm. I had a sense that if I drove up on one of um, Dehaja's family reunions, <laughs> I might find, you know, Gabby and CJ right there at that reunion. I mean, did you feel a, a familiar feeling with them at all? Absolutely, Gail. You know, my family, most of my family is in D.C. I have a lot of family in Maryland. Um, I wouldn't say that we are in any way, shape, or form one um, Oprah-level rich. (laughs) And I wouldn't say that we're on little boozy, you know, hood. (laughs) But I feel like we're somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to their situation, how they're living, where they're coming from. We both people of color. We like poetry. We like to eat. <laughs> we like kittens, you know. So, yeah, I found a lot of things that I could relate to them with. And, you know, to be honest, Gail, I've worked with kids on um, different levels Um, for a while. And I've come across people from all walks of life. And I honestly, I feel comfortable with my people. You can put me in any space and I feel comfortable with my people. So yeah, I felt a familiarity with, with them and I felt like they were my family. And I was hoping that they felt like I was their family. And in the end, when they shared how comfortable they were with me and they hoped that they saw me again and that this was the best, man, that did something for my soul. So, yeah. (laughs) Danielle, their mom, talked about what writing means to her. And it reminded me of how big of an outlet it can be. I I write my journal a lot. I'm raising five kids, so I always got something to get off my chest. But I don't like the noise in my house. They don't give, they don't give no, uh, no, it's no quiet. <laughs> so you like that you got to write today in a peaceful, quiet situation. You like that? No, I like that I got to write out and somebody actually heard it. I haven't wrote poetry or tried to write poetry ever in my life. I like what you shared today and I could relate to it. People come calling my name off and over. That's what it is. You know, when you sign up for it, CJ, it's going to happen. And then when you, when you get older, then we'll be calling your name over and over. <laughs> yes, over and over and over. This is a whole di- different experience for me. Wow. You all, you all really pumped me up. Let me tell you. Well, thank you so much, Dehasia. I really, really enjoy getting to know that family, getting to know CJ and Gabby and Mama Danielle. Now, make sure you tune in next week for episode five. I want you to hear more of this family's soulful, right from the gut poetry and some of Dehasia's awesome poetry as well. See you then. Hi, I'm Darlene Clark, Youth Engagement Coordinator for SLIC. 
St. Luke's Youth Center, building our youth, our families, and our community. You believe in what we're doing, and this is our community. So why not become a supporter? With your donations and faith, we can stand strong. We're grateful for your gift of love. Thank you. For more information on how you can support building community arts and entrepreneurship in West Baltimore, visit our website at wordsfromwithin.net. Stay inspired. Words From Within was conceived by Gail Danley and Amanda Talbot and hosted by Gail Danley. Senior producer is Walker Vreeland. Social media marketing by Miranda Wilson. Project liaison is Darlene Clark. This episode featured guest poet Dehesha Ma'at with CJ Williams, Gabby Williams, and Danielle Simmons. Music by Blue Dot Sessions. For more information and to make a donation, go to wordsfromwithin.net.